0: Hey guys, welcome back to another show. As always, I'm Chris, and I'm going to talk about some games with you today. So, yes, uh, busy week this week, especially on the gaming front, because, um, uh, like, last show was about Microsoft's first showcase of the year. Nintendo did have their direct this year, uh, this week. Um, so, yes, I'm going to get stuck into the direct and the main part of the show today, but as always, I'm going to start off with some news. OK, so, first up, news-wise, I know we are hitting on the direct later on, but one thing that came out after the direct is the suggested real retail price for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, and it's seems to be bigger news in the States than it is particularly in the UK. Um, but it does appear that it is Nintendo's first $70 game in the States. So it's the suggested retail price is $70. Um, some people had to this could be a case that Nintendo might charge more for it because it is like a premium game. Um, it does seem to have caught a lot of people off guard in the States. Um, so yeah, it's uh, gorgeous in seeing the reaction to some people over there. Um, A lot of people asked Nintendo if it was going to be the norm going forward, that each big release for them now is going to be $70, and Nintendo being Nintendo didn't give the most straightforward response. It did basically say that the price point for games will be determined on a case-by-case basis. Um, So it is a case of Nintendo will look at the game and decide what they want to charge for it, um, I think in terms of Tears of the Kingdom, I think $70 probably would be justified to think about the development costs and the money that Nintendo have had to spend making the game. Because um, it has been in development for about six years, I think. Uh, not not necessarily the full amount of time, but I know the premise of the game did start off when they were developing the DLC. Um, so it will be like one of the longest times between Zelda releases... In terms of the amount of time between when games come out, so yeah, I've been spending quite a bit of time on it, and obviously the COVID situation slowing stuff down. Um, so yes, I think the development cost alone is going to be a factor. Um, the file size as well, with it going out for orders on the eShop, the file size is around 18 to 19 gigabytes, so it would be the larger. Um, cartridge like the 32 gig cartridge compared to the 16 gigabyte for pretty much most other games um, so obviously that would drive the price up a little bit with the more expensive cartridge but again normally that cost does tend to get absorbed by the companies when they're selling the, the game i think also just kind of the size of the game i think it is gonna be a massive game lots to do it's going to give you plenty of hours worth of gameplay, so I think they may have taken that into account when they were working out the suggested retail price, but Nintendo said it's not a cast-iron cast guarantee that every game will be... As I going forward, it's actually going to review it case-by-case case on the game, but they think they could justify po- uh, charging that price. Um... As I did mention earlier, there didn't seem to be such a big surprise in the UK, purely because I have seen some, not many, but some titles going for more than a standard price of titles in the UK. Like um, the best example I can think of is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I quite often walk into a game store and see it on the shelf for fifty nine ninety nine, which is our equivalent of a seventy dollar Switch game. Um, yeah, so be on the on the shelf for fifty nine ninety nine. Um compared to forty nine ninety nine for majority of the other games which are like the full price premium price. So I think that's why the UK isn't doesn't seem to have reacted quite so badly to it because we have seen Particularly, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate being sold at a higher price as well. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see how um, how that all works out. Um, yeah, it is an interesting step for Nintendo. The fact that a lot of people thought they might write might rate to the next generation of systems before they start charging the higher price, but they are giving it a go with Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, on to the second bit of news for today. Uh, Is concerning a slight delay to a game. That is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the follow-up to Fallen Order. Um, It has been pushed back six weeks to the 28th of April. Um, And it is just pretty much just to allow them to spend a little bit more time just kind of polishing the game slightly. Um, So yeah, Jedi, um, Jedi Survivor has been pushed back about six weeks. Um if I think if it means they get a better product out, then that's fair play to them. Um, so six weeks isn't long enough to do substantial overhauls or anything, but if it's just a few kind of things they're tightening up or finishing off, then it should be plenty of time to give them a chance to get it all ready to, to go. Um, yeah, so I think a lot of people, there was some speculation it could do with uh, marketing stuff as well and whether there's several rumours that the character I think it's Carol Custis from from um, Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor might be showing up in the main Star Wars universe so there were rumours that could be to do with an upcoming appearance and whether the Disney Plus things are coming up but I don't really buy into that just because I don't necessarily think that that would be a thing um, But there are some Star Wars fans that are really kind of pushing this idea. Um, but yeah, like I so, said, I think it's just good that to they're to spending the time to just build up the game a bit, get it looking a bit smarter, and then, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the game comes out and if the six weeks made a difference. And last bit of news is around. Uh, the surprise from Microsoft's um Developer Direct, which is Hi Fi Rush. Um, Hi Fi Rush was kind of very much a shadow drop, complete surprise, announced and released on the same day. Um, it has been a hit with the critics as well. Uh, it is currently seeing at eighty eight percent on Metacritic. Um, there's actually one mixed review, and about and the rest are all positive reviews. So. Pretty strong hit rate. Um, yeah, uh, High fi Rush, I have spent a bit of time on it. Absolutely loved it. Um, it is a lot of fun. Not so much characterisation to it. Um, so definitely worth Check out, um, if you can, from my side of things. But, yeah, definitely been a hit with critics as well, hitting 88% on Metacritic, which, for us smaller release, because if you do buy it individually, it's not... On a premium price, um, and for something to be shadow dropped, it was doing pretty well for itself, which is pretty cool, but yeah, that kind of wraps up the news for this week, and now uh, on the main part of the show. Okay guys, so, Nintendo did have their Direct, uh, on the, 8th of February, and, and yeah, um, Nintendo Directs are always, you're not necessarily sure what you're going to get. There's lots of rumours, lots of speculation about what could be there. Um, some people's hype, tra- hype trains go speeding down the track. Um, other people a bit kind of more cautious going in. But overall, this Direct does seem to have had a very strong and positive response from the online community. And with the uh, February directs, you normally get a couple of big announcements. I think last year, uh, no, sorry, in twenty twenty one in February, I think we got the announcement of Splatoon Three. It does come out the next summer. Um, so they do sometimes announce things quite a bit in advance. Um, I don't think they announced anything super early this year. Um, pretty much everything they had was. This year, or by August, in terms of release dates, there was one game which was literally a a tease like, there's literally, yeah, this is happening kind of thing, um, which I'll cover when you go through kind of some of the highlights. I'm not going to list everything and what they showed off because there was a lot, um, but I'm going to go through some of the things that stood out to me, some of the things that were a bit of a surprise to see. Um so yeah, first up they started off with a game that a lot of Nintendo fans have been waiting for. Again, it's not everyone's cup of tea because it is like a strategy game. Um but that is Pikmin 4. Yeah, Pikmin 4 had a full gameplay trailer, um enjoying the environment, so the new things you have, Ochi, the kind of dog like creature you can use. A uh, new Pikmin type, which is ice. Um, so yeah, we had some really cool, um, really cool stuff there. They um, have changed the viewpoint a bit. They did mention that in the announcement last year that they were looking at adjusting the view, the viewpoint for the game. Um, so it is a bit more closer rather than like looking down. So it's more of a third-person kind of view. Um, I know there were some people online joking it could be like a Resident Evil 4-style camera angle. It's not quite. It is a bit more zoomed out than that. Um, yeah, the game does look great. Lots of different creatures, and the environments are great. Um, Ochi looks like he adds some great new gameplay mechanics. Um, so he can break through things. He can... Take things back to your ship. He can also help you cross bodies of water. Um, as long well, it was all the in and your character jump on the back of him, and he, was, he swam across like a, a deep puddle. Um, the water, by the way, looked incredible. Um, the effects of the water are just like insane. Um, really looked really cool. Um, they showed off a new climbing mechanic, so you could climb up some walls, um, which is new for the Pikmin series. Um, but yeah, it looked really cool, and they did end up a release date, which is the, uh, 21st of July, so, just outside of the first half of twenty twenty three, which I said they were going to focus on mainly. Um, so yeah, that looks pretty cool, um. Very good to see Pikmin back. Um, looks like the caves from Pikmin Two, which is like a little kind of exploration mode, and I think it was multiplayer. I think Pikmin Two as well. Looks like they're coming back for Pikmin Four. Whether it means there is going to be multiplayer or not, I am not sure. But I do think we might have a bit more detail on Pikmin Four in another direct coming up. If it's like the June one, because I know technically Nintendo are sitting out of E three this year. Um, I think that's a lot to do with the fact that Nintendo don't feel they have um, anything that's big enough to justify the cost of the exhibition space. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see when the next directors do do a bit more information on Pikmin, because I think there are bits that do need clarifying a bit, because I know a lot of people are asking if there was multiplayer there were a couple of things that kind of hinted towards it. Um, so hopefully hope there is, and it'll be good to see that. We'll um, have to wait and see for that. Um, then they we went to first lot of headlines. Um, quite a few big surprises. Raya 2 got kind of leaked beforehand. Um, but Xenoblade Chronicles 3 had the next part, the rave through the expansion pass. Um, that is hitting on the 15th, so a week after the presentation. Uh, adds a new hero and a new car challenge mode, where you just use one character to take on Razor enemies, which is a pretty interesting at- approach. Um, and they also teased uh, Wave 4, which is the big story expansion. I uh, Got a lot of people excited because it did... Um, The cutscene they showed did feature a uh, grown-up versions of Shulk, and Rex from the, the protagonist from the first two games, so it'd be interesting to see how it all ties together and how they all end up coming together in the story. Um they announced a new Sam Bad Amigo game, Samba Dumigo Party Central. This did leak a few hours before the direct I believe, so um, it was circling online that there was gonna be a new uh Samba Amigo game shown off and i believe it is a switch exclusive from what reports were saying um so obviously the joy cons are custom made for the um the joy cons are custom made for samedi amigo looked pretty fun you got like a battle royale kind of multiplayer mode where the people who lower score get kicked out after certain amount of times um yeah it looks pretty fun got like a roulette reel so different effects can come on um that's throughout this summer um I say I never managed to get Seven Migo* on the Dreamcast, but I did have it on the Wii, and it was pretty fun. Um, but with the added um, preciseness of the Joy-Con, I think Seven Migo* could be really good on the Switch. Um, Level Five made a bit of a comeback this direct as well. Um, Level Five development team haven't really. Done much of note recently. I think there was reports they were struggling financially. So I don't know if they got taken over, um, but they're definitely back with force in this direct. Um, the first game they showed off was a game called piece which is very kind of quirky anime-style JRPG, uh, crossed with like a detective game. Looked like a slight elements of kind of Phoenix Bright thrown in there as well. Um, we're setting like a real world and also a um like digital world as well, so you enter the digital world to to do your job as police and kind of track down criminals and stuff like that um look pretty cool um there's a bit about hacker which turns your um characters into animal or humanoid an animals basically. Uh, so interesting to see the context of that. But yeah, Deck of Police was pretty kind of cool. Looked a bit like Persona and art style a bit. So, so yeah, it's very much um interesting game. Uh, a port that did get a lot of people excited is a... Uh, I think it's DS or 3DS game, which is coming across the Switch. And that is uh, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Um... When I first watched the Direct, it didn't really click me what the game was, but um, in the time since the Direct, I have remembered seeing the original announcement for it in uh, Direct many years ago. And basically, it's kind of, I think you were recently deceased, and you go through a series of puzzles, kind of... You can interact with things on the in the areas and you can kind of prevent fatal accidents or events so you can cut, go around saving people's lives um, yeah so a lot of people are excited to see that back a lot of people absolutely love the game and are so happy to see it come back so it is very interesting to see the reaction and how many people are kind of excited for this um, they did also show off a bit more on uh, Bayonetta Origins um, Bayonetta Origins was announced at the Game Awards um, and it is kind of a Bayonetta spin-off basically it's very much a prequel, pretty cool, pretty cool, very different art style so a lot more kind of animated kind of art style and focus on um, Bayonetta as a child or Cereza as she was known as a child uh, so the, the full title is Bayonetta Origins Cereza and the Lost Dragon um so it's basically J uh, Bayonetta's journey into a forest to find something to help save her mum who's in who's in prison. Um so it's how she met the demon Cheshire and um and basically their adventures and how like she starts on the on the Jade towards coming to rich. Um and we'll talk to us other the controls and how the game plays, so it sounds quite interesting, quite um quite an interesting concept um because you control both bayonetta and the demon cheshire at the same time and it's like being strategic with how you attack Cause bayonetta can't attack but she can kind of hold enemies in place or like restrain enemies whereas cheshire's got the attacks and the ferocity so um yeah it's very interesting to see see that in action and here's how that stuff explained. Um, been really cool but obviously it is out in March, I think it's March 17th, so yeah, it is coming around fairly quickly. Um, the main thing they showed off after the um, first lot of headlines is the Splatoon 3 expansion pass. Um, it had been announced that Splatoon 3 was getting an expansion pass. Um, this one is officially being broken up into two parts. Part 1 is coming this spring, and Part 2 is coming later in the year. So Part 1 is basically called Incopolis. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure how much it's actually adding to the game. I think the majority majority of the value in the expansion pass will be Part 2. But Part 1 is pretty cool because it does add the Incopolis plaza from the original game into Splatoon 3, so you kind of get the, the train and go to Incopolis, and you're, um, you're in the original plaza, Um got a lot of the old shopkeepers, or any of the shopkeepers have moved across to Splatoon 3, they've got new ones in their stead. Um, so yeah, it looked interesting, um, one thing I kind of like, but kind of also kind of negates the whole thing of going to Incopolis is... In the shops, it'll be the same kind of gear. You won't get a uh, different gear, depending on where you go shopping. So it's kind of... It's kind of good, because it's not like a pay-to-win, or you have to pay to get certain items. But it's also a bit kind of weird, because, like, no, unless you, like, preferring Coppolis over Spatsville, or the Splatlands, um it kind of feels like... And not a bit unnecessary. Um, but one cool thing they did have is with the splat where it's between three. You normally, get um, the main band at the moment. Um, they they perform in the, the normal hub world. When you go to incorporate on splat fest, you'll have the Squid Sisters performing. So, be different music, different kind of visuals and and kind of like, party atmosphere, I guess. Um, Yeah, that was pretty, pretty interesting to see that. Um, Like I say, they did tease the second expansion pass, or second part of the expansion pass, which is going to be called Side Order. Um, The teaser looked very interesting, it was very much looked like the plaza from Splatoon 2. But it's all kind of whited out. Um, uh, lots of odd thing hints, hints. So a lot of people saying whether it could focus on Marina's backstory, potentially, uh, from Splatoon 2. And obviously the last Splatfest in Splatoon 2 was Chaos or Order. Uh, Chaos 1, so that's why we end up with what we, had, what we did in Splatoon 3. So, because it's called Side Order, a lot of people were speculating that it might centre around... The Order side, so what if Order 1 or kind of... um, The thing about, especially the final Splatfest and Splatoon, you always have ongoing ramifications. Um, Like, for example, the last Splatfest of Splatoon 1, set up a story mode for Splatoon 2. Um, So, yeah, it is very much a case of... The lasting effects and it'd be interesting to see what they do do with the second part of the expansion pass so it looks like that is gonna have more of a story element and probably add in the the plazas from Splatoon 2. um I think it'd be cool they do do like a final Splatfest, which is between the three the three big bands um plus criticisms off the and the the guys from the current game um it could be an interesting First, like choose your favourite of the three. Um, but yeah, Splatoon 3 expansion pass looked interesting. Um, at the moment I'm not sure if I'll dive in and buy it, but it is something I am keeping my eye on with the potential to to get later on. I know Splatoon 2's expansion pass did get added to the you No know, Switch Online and, and expansion pack. Um... So if they do add that's why I'm kind of hesitant by it as well, the fact that it did get add the Splatoon 2s did get added to the expansion pack. It did take a while, but it did end up on there, so I might hang on a little bit and see if it gets added or not. Um and then take it from there and maybe wait to see what's what pack two has in, involved in it. And if I think that's worth a shot, I'll probably Go for it then. Yeah, so after that we did move into more headlines. Um there's a lot of different things dotted around. Um the Disney Illusion Illusion Island got shown off. It's very much a Raymond Origins style platformer. Uh so up to four players. Uh the animation looks great. Uh you got Mickey, Mini, uh, Donald and Goofy as your characters. Um yeah, it looks very charming, looks quite inventive of how they do some sort of the bits, like, they, they use, like, the characteristics from the characters for their movements, and, and all stuff like that, uh, four player, I think it's Couch, had online multiplayer, which is pretty cool, um, yeah, that's out July 28th, so coming out, towards the end of, um, July, just after Pikmin 4, um, this bit, I think they showed off Advanced Wars 1-2 Reboot Camp. Um, yeah, so they officially updated the new date for it. As um, it was due to come out last April, and then we had the events of Russia and Ukraine. Um, so, yeah, they did push it back, and it is getting pretty much a, f- a full-year delay. There was a lot of speculation that it could be getting a shadow drop. Um, a lot of people in Walmart and places of like that had been saying they'd got promotional stuff in for it. Um, this did kind of get debunked by Walmart Canada saying they hadn't had anything in. Um, but a lot of people were speculating that they could do a quick release for, um, for Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. But... It is coming out in April, so it's April 21st. Um, yeah, so that date is set in stone again now. So, yeah, it'll be very exciting to get Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp out. I've not played the Advanced Wars games, but I have heard great things about them, and the work they've done on the games looks really cool. There's lots of animation, and it looks really smooth and pretty nice. Um, so yeah, interest, uh, well, it's just good to get a date for Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. They did also show off um, Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe, um, which is the remake of the Wii game. Um, something they did, yeah, another thing that leaked due to box art images getting out is they have added a whole epilogue in where you get to play as one of the other main characters from the story and kind of work through some additional levels and missions. Um, this extra epilogue is... Um, unlocked by completing from the main game. So, just as well, once you completed the main game. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And there is a demo out now for it. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, also showed off DLC or the stuff for the expansion pass for, um, Fire Emblem Engage. So the next rave of, uh emblems or heroes you can use got released after the presentation. So they add that in and also kind of tease some of the story stuff they got coming up in the later packs. Um So, yeah, look, there was quite a bit of DLC in this direct as well. Um, then we kind of get into where it gets exciting and quite interesting. Um The next kind of little focus bit they had was... Um Nintendo announcing new formats for the Nintendo Switch Online service and the expansion pack. So um uh, the original Game Boy has been added to the Nintendo Switch Online service. So the base model, which is like £3 a year. Um knows that don't know if it's actually that much in the UK, might be less than that. Um but yeah they added in Game, uh, Game Boy to the original, um, Nintendo Switch Online, and they have added Nintendo, uh, the Game Boy Advance, to the Nintendo Switch Online, plus expansion pack. So, yeah, two new consoles added to the service, which is always good to see. Uh, some classic games in there. Uh, so the Game Boy had like, no, uh, Super Mario Land two, six gold coins, which is a game my first. Game Boy game effectively, when well, I first got my Game Boy, I got that game with it, absolutely fell in love with it, um, and yeah, so it looks really cool, uh, the Game Boy one is pretty cool, because you've got different filters you can use, you can use, like, the Game Boy filter, the Game Boy pocket filter, or the Game Boy colour filter, so it affects how the games look, which is really cool, um, and yeah, uh, so the games are trade off coming up. So they got Pokemon Trading Card Game coming to the Game Boy One, which a lot of people got very excited about. Um, so yeah, it is pretty cool seeing that. Um, and then the Game Boy Advance you had lots of classics as well, like Minish Legends, Out of Minish Cap, Man the OG Superstar Saga, uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit. Um, and uh, Super Mario Advance 4, which is Super Mario Bros. 3, but has lots of bonus levels and that thrown in as well. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Looking at games coming into the service going ahead, they had the original Fire Emblem, they had um, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, they had Metroid Fusion, and also uh, Golden Sun was on the list as well. So we... Golden Sun is a game I've never played, but I know it's a classic franchise that people want to see come back. So uh, i been very interesting to give Golden Sun a try when it comes to the uh, Game Boy Advance virtual console like, app. Um, yeah, that was Shadow Dropped as well, so that was um, available after the presentation, which was really cool. And then straight after that, they did... Come up with quite a bit of a mic drop of an announcement. Um, literally, the first headline after the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance announcement was the fact that Metroid Primary Master is in fact real. Um, yeah, so we have um, Metroid Primary Master came out, uh, come up on the headlines. Uh, it looks fantastic, they I've done a lot of work on it. Um, it still looks great today, even on the GameCube, but the fact that they've kind of repolished it, done the lighting. Um, a lot of people are saying it's more in line with a remake than a remaster. Um, I got in between the two because they haven't completely redone elements, they haven't changed much, like they have stayed very faithful from what's been said but well, they have made little tweaks, so they've added in a dual-analog stick control scheme, so like more, most modern first-person shooters style controls, which is cool. Um, but they have stayed pretty faithful to the original, and you can use the original control scheme, and uh, motion controls is an option as well. Um, but yeah, it looked really cool. Everyone's got like, When's it coming out? one's coming out? Then they made the announcement that it, the digitally was being released straight after the presentation. So, much like Microsoft did with hi Rush, Nintendo did Shadow Drop a major release. Um, like, a lot of people didn't see it coming, a lot of people thought, oh, Metroid might be there. But to have it, no, here it is, and it's out today digitally, was a big kind of, yeah, big deal, basically. Uh it's not a full price game either. Uh in the UK it is thirty four ninety nine and it's about forty dollars in the States. Um And then there is gonna be a physical version in the States. I believe the physical version is out on the twenty second of February, so two weeks after the direct. Um but in the UK it appears to be the third of March that we're getting the physical version. Um so yeah, a little like a week and a half more to wait for the physical version in the UK. Um, yeah, I'm getting it physically. I was talking of getting it digitally, but I thought I wanted to get the cartridge for this one. Um, but yeah, it does look great. I'm really excited to get stuck into it, and it's kind of really hard not to. But I think waiting till next month's a smart move because I have got other things to to play through and do this month. So, so yeah, definitely going to wait for the the 3rd of March to get my hands on Metroid Prime Remastered. Um, yeah, I think that just blew everyone's minds when that happened. Especially when they say it's a shadow drop. It's just kind of like a bit of a mic drop moment for Nintendo. Um, and then they carried on with the headlines for that section. Like, it's literally straight on. I they went straight to the trade of trades for Raincode, which looked really interesting in the last direct, but I think a lot of people would have glossed over in this direct because of the kind of hype they're on after the Metroid Prime Remaster announcement. Um Another one that had been rumoured, but a lot of people weren't sure whether it'd be real or not, is the Byton, or Baiton Kytos HD remaster. Um it actually ended up being both. Game Key Games, Baiting Kytos 1 and 2, are being remastered uh, for the Switch Um, coming out this summer. I think, I believe, if I'm correct, Baiting Kytos was originally developed by the team behind the Xenoblade Chronicles games. Um, It is a card-based RPG, which... um, Very interesting concept. Um, I know card-based RPGs are a lot more common these days. Um... And they are kind of divisive, but... It looks pretty cool. The characters are cool. Um, and I did have, well, the biting and Kytos games on the GameCube. I didn't really play it much, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but I do still have it. So... So, yeah, kind of... Interesting to see how it goes. But that is throughout this summer. Um, and, yeah. Um, I had another trader from... Um, level Five is like My Fancy Life, which is a classic, classic kind of licensed series they're really famous for. But after that, Level Five did their biggest announcement, and this is like the big, the one that was the big tease that like we haven't got a release date or any concrete concrete details about it. But it is the return of Professor Layton? Uh, Professor Layton, particularly on the three DS, kind of took over, um, and the DS as well. Um, yeah, here is the Professor Layton games were super popular, uh, lots of challenges and stuff like that in them. Um, but yeah, there is a new game, Professor Layton and the new World of Steam is coming to Switch, but that's all we know. Um, we don't know when it's coming out, we don't know how the game's going to play. Um, so yeah, it is very much up in the air. with the presentation as in what's going to be in there. Um, and then they did kind of a tease for the next Mario Kart 8 booster course pass, so pass four. Um, so they off one course which is coming, which is a brand-new track, which is the Yossi's Island-themed track. Um, yep, so that's a new track for the game. Uh, so it's not not a remake or remaster of a course, which... It's a bit of a shame because there are courses I really want to come to the games. I'm hoping that some of the games, some of the courses I do want to come, don't get passed over um, for some of the new ones. Even though it's great to get new courses that you haven't seen before, it's kind of if it takes away the chance of a track I really want to be in not being there. It's a bit double edged sword, I think. Um, but the big surprise is they did announce that a new character would be dropping with this. DLC pack as well. They will be adding Birdo into the game. Um, the big thing that got people excited about Birdo is they name-checked no Kart Double Dash. Double Dash hasn't had any um, courses added into the DLC or the booster course pass yet, so um, we're hoping to see some Double Dash love in the remaining um booster pack, booster course packs. Um, Yeah, Birdo being there is pretty cool. The fact they name-checked Double Dash when saying that she joined the series in Double Dash. It's pretty cool. Um, So that's all they showed off Birdo and the Josh's Island course, but it is coming this spring, so the next couple of months, I imagine we'll get a trailer detailing all eight tracks and Birdo. So, So, yeah, very excited to see what they have for us in this next pack then they did their little sizzle montage Um, the one thing that kind of jumped out at me in the sizzle montage is uh, Blanc Blanc looks fantastically fantastic every time I see it it looks really cutesy if you check out the eShop page it's about £14 in the UK so not super expensive but it does specify that it is kind of multiplayer you do need someone else playing with you so it's kind of like the two of us kind of game so Um, I don't know if we can do it just, um, yeah, like I said, I don't know if we can do it just one person, which would be a bit of a shame, um, if you can't guarantee that someone could be playing with you the whole time, but it does look beautiful, uh, so there's you black and white hand-drawn animation, um, yeah, so I know... Matt from the Game Junkies pod is absolutely all over this. He is so excited to play it. So, so I dare say <clears throat> me and him will be giving that a go at some point. And then after this is a real. they did go into the final trader of the day, which is, of course, Tears Tears of the Kingdom. There is still a hell of a lot. They've not really shown off about this game. Like The trades have been amazing, but they've just been teasing this one, I think, did give a little bit more detail, but it's still very much in the teasing phase. <coughs> um, so I start off in a really stormy kind of... Um, yeah, really stormy visuals. And then um, you have a voiceover, which many people believe is Ganon, which will be the first time he's been voiced in the Zelda series, like for a May 9 Zelda game. Um and it, is, it does look very dark. Um I'm not gonna lie. They're talking about um Yeah, they talk about how the um Ganon's commands his forces to attack Hyrule and leave no survivors, so it's very kind of full on going all out for war, the Blood Moon looks back with a vengeance. And it seems to be powering up the enemies, which is interesting. Um, But yeah, it is very much a game I'm looking forward to. Um, Lots of teases about what could be happening story-wise. A lot of speculation that Zelda dies, or kind of... You're talking like a spirit version of her at some point. Um, That's where the Tears of the Kingdom would come from. Um, there's like an amazing Spider-Man 2 shot at the end of the trailer where Link's diving after Zelda to try and catch her so it's kind of yeah, they're all kind of very intense Um, the big thing that seems to come up with this trailer is crafting and the potential to build vehicles Uh, interesting looking kind of mechanical vehicles and like a hot air balloon car contraption and someone else also had or like another clip also had like what looked appeared to be a drone so we are it is very much looking looking at if it's going to be add like a vando kazoo nuts and bolts element in where you can create vehicles and uh, to travel around hyrule um yeah it did look very very good um so the enemy types are crazy. The um, well, enemies seem to double up with each other. Uh, so you had like a flying beast carrying a um, another enemy around. So it's whether they kind of have like air assaults and people taking you from above and below. Um, very interesting to see that kind of thing. And also how this kind of withered arm kind of factors into the game. Um, the arm that seems to be holding getting in place effectively. Um, yeah, it's still on track for the 12th of May. It still looks really awesome. Um, and, yeah, they did announce that there will be a special edition, so, like, a box set with, like, steel book and, um, lots of other little bits in there which look really cool. And there will be a, Tears of the Kingdom link amiibo, so uh, amiibo based around this game. So yeah, really was kind of a strong finish, like still a lot of questions, so there are people speculating we could have a um, Tears of the Kingdom specific direct near a release, so maybe in April we'll get a dedicated direct for Tears of the Kingdom, um, which would be interesting to see if we do get that. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to the game. Interesting to see what they've done with the game going forward and in the next chapter and the fact that it has taken so long to come out. I know COVID was a big thing for about two years in the middle of development, but uh, it seems to be a substantial um, amount of work they've done to it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how much has changed and how they've moved the series on again. Um Yeah, all in all, I think it was a really good Direct. I really did enjoy it. Um, I think the thing with Nintendo Directs is it always depends on what series you're after, what you like. So if it's a series that you don't really like, or kind of genre of games you don't particularly like, there's not going to hit as strongly or be as good for you. Now, for example, I think... It was September last year. We had the direct, and a lot of it was like farming sims or life sims. And you know, I've got Animal Crossing. I don't really play any other life sims. Um, so for me, it wasn't as strong as all the other directs, purely because a lot of the games weren't stuff that I was super interested in. Um, so for me, yeah, it's a very strong direct. I would have said like a a strong like a score for me. Uh, the shadow drops of the Game Boy and the um, Metroid Prime announcement were things that kind of really sprang me. Uh, Pikmin Four, I love the Pikmin franchise. So the fact we got uh, proper gameplay, gameplay and uh, release date for that, yeah, completely, completely on that. Got a load of demos. Shadow dropped as well. So I after the two, got a demo. Kirby Returns Dream Then got a demo. Um, See Stars, which is another really awesome looking RPG got demos. I've downloaded that demo. I've not played it yet, but I have downloaded the demo for it. Um Yeah, so there is a lot of good stuff in there for me. Um very much looking forward to seeing what the rest of the games have to have to show when they come out. And the fact had have got confirmation of advanced Wars One and two day in your release date. Um yeah, so very strong direct for me personally. Um, as always, well, my socials. Please let me know what you thought of the games that they showed off and the direct. Um, but yeah, that is my kind of take on the direct. There, kind of like some of my highlights. I did look. It was a really strong direct for me, purely because a lot of games I like the look of. Um, so yeah, uh, so I'm going to wrap up. And talk through some of the games I've been playing. Um, This week I have been giving the Game Boy animo- uh, emulators a go. So I've had... I um, only really touched on three games. So on the original Game Boy I've had Tetris and Super Mario Land 2. Six golden coins. I've given those both for play. Really enjoying that. And it was Super Mario... Or Mario Kart Super Circuit, sorry. On the... Game Boy Advance one I've been trying out. Um, yeah, so they all work really well, look really good on the screen, which is cool. Um, in terms of main games, I've been playing a bit more Pokemon Violet. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, I had a few hours on that, really enjoyed it. Uh, Fire M. Engage, which is pretty cool. Need to get some more stuck into that. Um, yeah, a bit of Tetris 99, a few other bits as well. Um... Yeah, I think, for me, it's very strong couple of weeks in terms of games. Um, I have got Hogwarts Legacy just arrived yesterday, so I am going to try and install that and give that a bit of a go. Um, so hopefully I can talk about that in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, but yeah, um, if you want to find me on Twitter, find me at chrislewis 37 if you want to find my YouTube channel, it's youtube.com forward slash slash chrisreactor1. Uh, I do post all of my videos straight onto, or share them straight onto Twitter, so if you find me on Twitter, you'll be able to find my YouTube channel quite easily. Um, I really, really appreciate any likes and subscribes. Um, Very much helps. And just let me know what you want to see. Like, comment on the videos. What do you like? What do you not like? Any kind of advice on what you think i could do better please do, I know my setup for recording isn't great um i haven't really got a desk i can set out to do these kind of things so um so yeah it's kind of a bit of a weird weird setup i've got going but i hope it kind of works um but i know the angles aren't always flattering or the best but yeah Please do kind of check out... I oh know I'm kind of downplaying my videos, but I think I, I do pretty well. Um, so please give me let me know your thoughts, and, yeah, don't forget to check out the Game Junkies podcast. I've heard some the stuff they've been recording recently. They're doing a lot around the Pokémon series. Uh, they're kind of ranking the kind of... Um, champions in Pokémon games at the moment. Um, some interesting conversations have been had that I've overheard when they've been recording. It uh, sounds a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, make sure you check them out, and also the Dungeons & Junkies podcast. Uh, if you like Dungeons & Dragons, you're going to love these. Um, I've been hearing some of the campaigns that are coming up, and they sound insane. Um, I'm not sure if it was out yet, but I've heard that like, the end of one of Matt's campaigns, like, the final episode for that, was off the rules, and completely... Not what you'd expect from a, um, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. So so yeah, really good stuff there. So make sure you check those guys out. Um, I just want to say thank you if you're still listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, stay safe and hope it's all going well. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, bye. The podcast is a mass attack production for Visionaries Global Media.